I don't know if you saw, uh, there was a story in the news uh, yesterday. I was watching it. Um, There's this report they did up in uh, Massachusetts uh, about hockey, um, youth ice hockey, and how it's uh, become really popular. I think it's always been, you know, always been popular in New England, but I guess particularly the last, whatever, 10 years or so, it's really taken off. Um, Kids are playing at earlier ages. There are more leagues have been formed. They're just doing very well. Um, But the problem they're facing now is that they got no referees, very few. Um, Like a significant shortage in that, sort of in that same time of growth. Um, And they know why. Uh, They just keep quitting. These refs, the officials keep quitting. In the last year, they've lost 900 refs. Um, And they do know why, because it's just because of the... uh, the way they're treated, kind of the abuse that they receive um, from coaches and, and parents and from players. Um, they gave a couple of examples. You may have heard about some of these. A, uh, I guess not too long ago, a, a ref, uh, he had to be police escorted out of the uh, place where they were playing. He had to be escorted to his car and then I think home because they were concerned about these uh, out-of-control parents who, parents of the losing team, and they were furious with this guy. Uh, Another, I think last year, just quit, like mid-middle of the game. He's like, I'm done. It it had gotten so crazy, he just, uh, he wouldn't put up, and he walked off in the middle of the game, had to be, you know, stopped. There was a video of uh, another uh, official who had to lock himself in the locker room um, after the game to escape parents and, and coaches who are upset. Um, and it's insane, right? It's, um, but it's not just a hockey thing. You know, you hear these, we've seen some of these videos. Um, they seem to pop up every couple of whatever months. Um, fights breaking out in the bleachers at a game. Whatever the, whatever the game. Coaches climbing fences to get it, you know, refs and umps. And they say more recently, there's been a, a development. Um, the kids themselves are becoming abusive, abusive towards the officials. Um, but I mean, should we be surprised? I mean, if, if mom and dad and my coach, if they're acting like lunatics, then why, why shouldn't I? If he can, if he can curse the ump out, why why can't I? Um, remember seeing this. I think I mentioned this here once before. There was a uh, I saw this picture. It was a uh, photograph of a of a baseball field, like a little league, a little league field in a park in uh, Milwaukee, and uh, it was a sign, and the sign was placed uh, like on the inside of the backstop where this little baseball diamond is. So it was meant for the people, the spectators, it was meant for the people sitting in the bleachers to see the sign. You really couldn't miss it. This is what it said. A reminder from your kids. A reminder from your kid. I'm just a kid. And it's just a game. My coach is a volunteer. The officials are human. 
Your child is not gonna be scouted by the brewers today. Yeah, that's clever, kinda, right? Kinda cute. Um, Being like, why is that needed? Why is that sign needed? Like, what's happening out there? And maybe those stories and those crazy videos are, they are the exception. You know, they, they have to be, right? They can't be the majority. I mean, most people are not like that. But I guess, like, an increasing number are. Like, something's happened. And I don't know, I also wonder, maybe do those videos make everybody else feel okay? Everybody else who might be a little too intense as well, but just not that over the top. Maybe does it make them feel okay? Like, well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna scale a chain link fence and punch out anybody. I'm not gonna get in a brawl with, you know, the father of a kid on the opposing team. I would never do that. I tell you this though, I, I talk to people a lot. Parents, like older parents, whose kids now have kids, their grandkids. And they've become, they've become kind of obsessed with their kids' sports. Like I, people mention it to me a lot. The grandparents, like they just don't understand. They're like, what? Something happened. Like we, we didn't, yeah, our kids played ball and yeah, I was into my kids' whatever team, but like, it wasn't everything. It's become kind of everything. And they're troubled by it. Like it's like this troubling passion that their kids have for their kids' sports. Or, and, and, you know, it's not just sports. Maybe it's, it's their kids' academic success. He's got to get into this college. So as a freshman in high school, we're, we're getting him or her ready. Taking all kinds of prep classes and tutors. Because they've got to get there. Like it just dominates their lives. And I think for so many, whatever that passion is, it dominates their lives at the expense of God. That's usually why the grandparents are talking to the priest. <laughs> They're not talking to the lacrosse coach about it. They're like, I don't know, I don't know what's happened. Like my, my 40-year-old son never brings his kids to church. That God has, without question, taken a back seat. In some cases, no, no seat. God just doesn't really matter anymore. And yeah, I mean, they'd never say that, but their actions Scream it. I think they've become this gospel this morning. They've become this guy. 
who asks Jesus this question about heaven, he seeks Jesus out. Like Jesus didn't pull him off the side of the road and say, come here, I wanna talk to you about getting to heaven. The guy went to Jesus, he's a good person. He's asking the right questions. In fact, Jesus says it. He says he he looked at him with love. Like Jesus saw something absolutely legit and sincere about this guy. But he also sees something in him that's troubling. He's gone off course. It's like the, uh, the anchor has been separated from the boat. So he is kind of drifting. But to this guy's credit, he kind of knows it. So he's asking the right questions. For him, what was getting in the way, what had become front row, was stuff getting too hung up, caught up in toys, stuff. It's not, that's not the case for all of us, but I think the question for all of us should be, is God taking a back seat in my life because of something? And what's this, if so, like what's the something? And hey, I mean, it's, we're here on a Sunday morning. Obviously, you all get it. But we're still, still totally capable of, of getting off track. And in the course of our life, beginning to put something else just in front of God. And it's usually kind of gradual, isn't it? And at a certain point, like I've lost sight. Like, I mean, this is, this is just way too important to me. Why am I going, why am I kind of going crazy over this? There's other things that just are more important. You know, I had a, I was at a funeral yesterday um, for a cousin of mine uh, in Williston Park. Uh, great guy, he, uh, his name was Patty Boyle. He was a, uh, well, he was, a, he was like, let's see, he was married, he was married to my father's cousin, but he's also, we're also related to him on the other side. I, sounds like a weird inbreeding kind of a thing. Like, but I don't, it's not that. It's just like a little village in Ireland a hundred years ago where all these people came from. And so I'm actually kind of related to him on both ends. He was a great guy. St. Aidan's in Williston Park is a big church. And it was pretty much full. He was just loved. He was loved by his family and clearly lots of great friends. He was a retired city police captain. Three kids, a bunch of grandkids, and uh, I mean, again, like I'm, I'm even, I was like pretty, in a sense, distantly related to him, but it didn't matter. Like we all knew him and we all loved him. He was like, uh, kinda, he was like this life of the party. His son gave a eulogy and uh, yeah, he just talked about his, his values and principles and the things that just sort of guided his life and the way he stuck to them. You know, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't check the polls to see what people were thinking before he committed to something. He was just a really principled guy. And it was so obvious, the response. His son said this, 
about his father. This was a great line. He said, he was the most consistent person I've ever known. If he believed it, he lived it. No shortcuts, no easy ways out. All the way. Man, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love your, your, your son to say that about you at the end of your life? Like it was such a, a celebration of a great life. He died suddenly, so it was very sad. I met with his grandkids uh, the night before or the afternoon before at the wake. A bunch of, you know, uh, late high school, early college, college age kids, a little bit older, a few of them. They loved him. Like they, they just loved this guy. And they respected him. His son, in the eulogy, he said, I thought this was such a great line, he said, he was addicted to his grandkids. That was like a, just a, what a compliment. He was addicted to his grandkids. And the, they, they said it, like he, he knew what was going on, and they knew this, they knew that he knew what was going on in their lives, he, like he tracked their lives. But he wasn't a lunatic in the bleachers. He didn't become a fool because of their sports. Like, what was it? What was it? Like, what was, what was his secret? Why that response? Why so many people? Why so much respect? You don't know him. You know, he wasn't a, wasn't a famous guy, wasn't a rich guy. His, his death didn't make headline news. He was just a great man. He was a great father and a great husband. So what was it? It's like he found the, he found the roadmap to a, living a great life. Like the winning playbook, he had it. Well, this is also what his son said. My father was a man of strong faith. He came from a devout Catholic family and it was very important to him. My father never, I mean never, missed Sunday Mass, ever. He wasn't a fan of the COVID-era TV church masses. And he was in the pews as soon as they were allowed back in. As a family, we never missed mass. He was addicted to his grandkids. I guess he was more addicted to God. And that makes for a great life.